how does my persona look? Do I look okay? It's strangely static, but I like, I mean, realistic, <laughs> I guess, for a... <laughs> that's how, no, that's just how I look. Yeah, Moltz, you look dead inside, so I think it's entirely accurate. <laughs> John Uncanny Valley Moltz, we call him. Nailed it. <laughs> Good job, Apple. Happy <laughs> Apple Vision Pro review day to those yeah. who celebrate, mm-hmm. et cetera. Et cetera. As we're recording, yeah, the reviews all came out today. And uh, I was texting with Dan earlier this morning. Well, we were texting with um, Moltz on the chain, but he was still asleep, I hope. And, uh, Not after we texted that much, barely. probably. I really, I really feel like for the vast majority of reviews that I read in publications like The Verge and Wall Street Journal, that... If somebody had challenged us to write the review of Vision Pro without having a Vision Pro, we would have written very similar reviews. Do you, do, do you disagree? <laughs> Were there things that surprised you in these reviews? Are you suggesting yeah. that AI wrote these reviews? Is that... I am not. I'm suggesting that it's exactly what we thought it is and isn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was not much that surprised me in there. I mean, we've had like seven or eight months to think about this this product. I think... To me, the the questions that are still yet to be answered are things that will just take longer because you got to see, like, how does this fit into people's life, right? This is an artificial experience, right? In the same way that Apple walking people through a demo of it is an artificial experience. This is squeeze everything you can about using this product into, like, four or five days, like... I'm not 100% sure that's a, a if you're, experience. If you're Joanna Stern, you just use it for like 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh Kudos God. to Joanna. That's a great review. It's oh, a great video. It's, Definitely yeah. go watch it. But um, man, I wouldn't want to do that. No, that's, it's, it's intensive, right? And, like, and that's true with any Apple product, but with so many other Apple products, we at least have a template for it. Like you go into reviewing a new iPhone and you're like, I kind of know what to expect from an iPhone, oh, right? Well, and I now, can focus yeah. on the couple things that are different, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Now. But like... Yeah, if somebody told you to review the entire iPhone in six days after it came out, like, it's definitely a taller order. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... Uh, I, guess, I, guess, well, I, was... I guess there's nothing that, that, that does surprise me particularly, but I guess it's the overall impression of the fact that it <clears throat> sort of falls down in certain aspects. I mean, you know, we knew the keyboard was going to be bad, but... And, you know, we knew it was going to end up being heavy on your face after a while. Um, I wasn't expecting Neely Patel to say that it made him nauseous um, because <laughs> a lot of people have been saying like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it because the ones that have higher resolution don't give you nausea. Well, apparently they still do. So well, it's it's always going to give you some degree. I think not always, but <laughs> well, like that's now, now, now you say that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not no, what I, people I, have been I, saying to me since. Yeah, yeah. But you here's know. the thing. A couple things. One, and I said this when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, because, you know, I talked about like using a VR one during games, right? And it's like to a certain degree, if depending on what you're doing with it, I think it will, it's very likely to in, induce some sort of motion sickness if what you're doing is not what you are like vestibular, like your inner ear is experiencing. If it's you're seeing motion in a way and your body is not moving in that way, yeah. like I, I got the impression it was more from those types of experiences than from. I'm just using apps, right? I don't think people saying like, yeah, I wouldn't, use well, I wouldn't imagine. No, sick. yeah, it doesn't seem like you would. But yeah, like get it from just, you know, you, you look at like the tightrope walking or whatever. Like, I definitely feel like that's going to convey a sense to your brain of something that you're doing 
that like, I don't know, I would be dizzy by that in real life. So I would certainly expect to be some degree of uncomfortable with it in a virtual so, world where it's not a thing that's happening. I guess what I was getting at is I was, there were multiple negatives that I was surprised by, or I was surprised by the degree of the negative reporting, like in the verge that uh, Maltz was just referencing, like um, he was saying that like, uh, the challenges with the interface right that actually looking at the mm-hmm. thing you want to control is annoying sometimes like when you think about uh you're editing a photo you stare at the photo while you're clicking on the edit button so you can see what changes you're making he's like you can't do that because then you take focus away from the button you're controlling and i i think it's a thing you could get used to but it also it the same way that i think many of us and and not the federicos among us feel like we can be more productive on a mac because there are certain <laughs> things you can do um like I think you'll learn the behaviors you have to do for Vision Pro, but it'll feel annoying. Like, you won't want to do those things. Like, I'm not going to edit a photo on that because what a pain in the ass. Uh, So there was that one. Uh, I was surprised that just about every review I read talked about the weight. I knew the weight would be a thing, but, like, I think it was – I think I saw on two of them, two reviews where people said that after half an hour, they were ready for a break. And then um, I was even, I would say, surprised by those weird, creepy avatars that – Every reviewer talked about how creepy they were. I thought some people, like, yeah, it's cool and fine, but like, no, everybody thought it was weird. Um, I yeah, that that's the one that strikes me the most. Is like, I mean, I loved Joanna's bit about that because she was talking about like how weird it looked and how everybody hated it when she talked to them, and then she's stuck in at the end. Like, Apple says this is a beta, but yeah. like, I it, with a very very like sarcastic bent to it, which is, I don't know. I mean, you know. This is an inherent problem of the platform yeah. if you want to use it for that. And I don't think I don't think no matter how good Apple's engineering gets, I don't think they can solve that. And so why do it? Why not just show me wearing my Vision the Pro headset part? instead? <laughs> yes. Well, there's no camera for it. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying why not the the parts of the face that they can't see ever. Ah, I see what you're saying. You want to just show a person in the yes. view wearing it. I think the solution to that is our pal Jason Snell has suggested since I think the beginning is like why not just have emojis or some yeah. Yeah, representation well, right. that's so far away that you don't even exactly. care. Yeah. But then I the other one that I was solution. surprised by on the positive side was like it's interesting to see I, I was I was intrigued and even delighted to see people enjoying the parts they enjoyed even more than i expected like it seemed like there was a little bit more delight that joanna was writing about and that um Nile was writing about of like really feeling some excitement in it and i think a couple of reviewers mentioned this idea of like it's more about the promise of what it could be than what it is right now yeah. but yeah. i was asking dan and dan i would like to hear your answer live for our listeners <laughs> do you still have the fomo you described before about not <laughs> I currently think, owning one i mean a little bit Yes, because there is still, I think the conversation on this is going to be ongoing. And over the next year, well, listen, not I spent 3500 we... bucks, it's so I can talk about it nonstop. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, also because for the next year, there's going to be apps coming out. You know, companies, if they are not Netflix or YouTube, are going to be designing experiences for it. There's going to be a Vision OS 2, presumably, at WWDC. So, like, this is... It's a platform, right? It's And that's the interesting part to me, is that we're looking at something as a product, but it's also, you know, as people look forward to it and, like, what it's going to engender from here, like, is a whole new platform. And that unlocks a lot of stuff. And I think it's going to be a hot topic of discussion for the next foreseeable future basically right as this device gets smaller and better and cheaper the the thing though that i think was not something that i expected i guess was to to see that there really wasn't very much ar in it 
Yeah. Um, the, and the AR that I saw was, was the stuff that I thought was really the coolest, like when um, Joanne Stern was cooking something and had timers over the different. I mean, like, I don't want to wear I'm not going to wear that in the kitchen. Like, I'm not going to do that. And, and, you know, kudos to her for doing it. But I, that's not something that I'm going to do. Like, you don't want to scald your $3,500 computer. Factor, in this form factor. Someday, however, it would be super cool to have lightweight glasses on <laughs> that you could just turn and look at stuff when you're cooking and know what different things are timed for. I mean, currently I use the timer on the microwave. I use my watch. I'll sometimes use the HomePod to time things when I have to time things that, you know, several things that when I'm making a meal and I have to time them differently. Then the other the other aspect, so, so it's like, you know, Apple has always said we're super interested in AR and then they ship this thing that's mostly VR and then the spatial computing aspect didn't seem as cool as I would have thought simply because of the things that Neela was talking about about how you know you have to look at every single thing instead of you know we're so used to operating a computer with our hands and not having to look at them and now this this sort of reverse you know (laughs) there's a This friend of mine used to teach these older people how to use computers years ago, and um, you know, we always talk about this. This old woman that you talked about, like you would, she, when she we would use the mouse, she would make a noise. She would go, she would move the mouse and make a noise, and it reminded me of that just because it's like it's the kind of thing where you're so you have to focus so much on the input aspect of it that you're taken away from the thing that you're actually doing. I wonder about the fatigue on that, both physical, yeah. like like literal literal eye fatigue from having to like. I feel like most people's eyes don't move around that much or in that particular way, like throughout the day or in like that concerted amount of time. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. And plus the 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 sort of psychological fatigue of having to be like, I go here. <laughs> like, I guess the question is, how natural is it, right? Like, as opposed to. Do I feel like oh my god I'm 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 actually like kind of working hard and I have to look at this and look at this and look at that and it's just it feels very conscious yeah like I, I wonder about that but you know uh, certainly the experiences of a lot of other people have described it feeling very intuitive um, right they and I think there it is it is interesting Lex to your point about Neelay's thing and you know ta- looking at one thing and doing something else which has always I think been the strength of the Mac right which is you know, you can, for example, there's a reason the touch bar kind of struggled. It's like, I don't want to have to look at the touch yeah. bar to use it. Mm-hmm. I want to use my keyboard and look at a screen. The same reason I don't want to type on a glass screen most of the time. And so it makes me wonder if they're going to have to come up with, like, I'm surprised that that gesture-wise, the OS seems kind of light. Like, they talk about the, like, you know, you, you, you tap your fingers together, right, to click or whatever. But that seems like it's it. And it's like for for a company that's worked very hard on like the multi-touch end of like all these gestures you can do, I'm surprised that it's basically just the like sort of okay gesture. I mean, I guess yeah. there is pinching and zooming in some places too, but like I wonder about like virtual controls and whether or not that will be a thing that people, you know, well, as people get used to it, they'll work on that more. And it and it seems like <sighs> having not used it, I don't want to belabor this point, but when Microsoft shipped Windows 8 and tried to make a, an operating system that worked for touch as well as uh, for mouse and keyboard. They sort of slapped on the touch interface on top of Windows and the Windows interface was still under there at the same time. And that was I don't think that worked super well. But at the same time, this is this seems like they were talking about neil was talking about like you know the precision that you can look at things with and mm-hmm. how it's 
it's not it's not easy <laughs> to get like in a menu you're trying to get the thing that you want to select and then trying to trigger it at the moment that you want to to have it triggered is is not super smooth it doesn't seem I like do, I, yeah I, 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 i'm I seeing a couple people talk about, about how yeah. small those some of those targets are and i'm surprised that apple would ship it that way instead of yeah. just saying let's make them a little bit larger right but, yeah they, and they may adjust over time I right, mean, for sure like said, but like so. it's i don't know yeah, i just I look at it and I, I re, it really feels and I listen. It's it's a marvel, no question, right? But it also feels like a parlor trick. Like it feels like it feels like a thing that I would uh, have a fun hour exploring and then kind of be done with. Like I can't see my day to day use still. Uh, I think the other thing that surprised me, uh, largely in, covered in again by both Joanna and, and and so by Wall Street Journal and by The Verge, I guess I think it was those uh, where they talked about the vision the visual quality not being great like all i thought about was how great yeah. these screens would be and how great it would all look and they're saying yeah sometimes it gets fuzzy or it doesn't work great in low light or uh, but the like, peripheral vision isn't as right, much as the I, part uh, where uh, it feels uh, like yeah. binoculars and yeah. they were trying to synthesize what that effect would be like and like that's that's a bummer and you know that in x years they're going to say now we have like sure. an even wider field of view and now it's even and like <laughs> it's until the it's widest vision pro like, ever exactly it's the wide- <laughs> 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 you're the widest vision pro ever but like i uh yeah, I don't know. I, I I was very curious when the reviews would come out, would I feel that more in level FOMO? And the answer was no, no. So I'm, I'm okay that I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... I th- I'm interested in those... Did you write that beforehand? I, I, and no, that was live. He's ready to go. That was live. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I am fascinated by that as well. I mean, like, to, to people's point, and I think as mentioned, I think for sure in the Verge review trying to it's still video pass through right and that is the fascinating part of it to me is despite i actually thought the thing that got me the most and i think this was the verge as well um which if you haven't read neelay's review of the verge you should because it's really thorough and really interesting um was the discussion of it being so uh isolating basically right a thing that Mm -hmm. apple has continually said that they don't want to do and yet there is no there is no social aspect to this something that apple is not great at at the best of times <laughs> um but like well there's you know, the, there's the, <laughs> there's the awkwardly there's the personas, social thing of yeah. personas there's that but like you know in some ways that's it, what's weird about that is that it's almost more designed for people to talk with other people not in the vision pro right like there's no sense that like hey i've got like like neely described putting up all these windows and being like i kind of made this like art gallery almost but no one else is ever going to see it. There's no way to yeah. share an experience there with somebody else. I, I get is... that. I get that point, and I'm sure. And I and it's something that I'm very concerned about with this thing. But at the same time, I don't like if I'm working on my Mac. I don't want people coming over and looking at my sh- over my shoulder either. So right. it's like, get away from me! Don't like you're, but... you're going to talk to me. Stand on the other side of the Mac. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a similar problem. What's, what's interesting to me is, it like, it's a similar problem with the physical aspect, too, where it's like, I, there's something isolating about putting on these devices and being isolated from the people around you. Mm-hmm. If And, like, okay, well, even if you all had Vision Pros, that just feels even weirder, right? It's like everybody's <laughs> in their own little silo. Like, that's, right. that's what gets me with the entertainment stuff is, like, great if you're watching a movie alone. If yeah. You're on a plane, if you're in a hotel room. If you're just, you know, chilling out for a night. But, like, I like to watch things with other people. Right. And this is not a device for that at all. And, and that's that's the part that I find 
fascinating that they've chosen to go that route. And the thing that really resonated with me was the discussion. I don't think I'd use this language, but the discussion on the verge of like in there versus out here. And like this idea, like, I don't, there's not so much that I want to do in there. <laughs> like, yeah. because even yeah, if, well, yeah, and currently to, there isn't right to Moltz's point, like, yeah, if I'm using my Mac, I don't need you looking over my shoulder, but this is very much, unless you're using it to use a Mac, not using a Mac, right? It's a different thing. It's a very, to me, it is a, a public private thing. Like it is very apparent, hey, you're doing weird things because you're moving around in well, space and looking around. And like, let's it's, see, yeah, it's, I mean, it's got a screen on it facing me. And if you're <laughs> using your Mac facing me and you see something that you want to share with somebody, you just turn you the screen over. towards them yeah. and you can sh- immediately share it. If you're right. using yeah. that thing, this thing, this and you want to share something, you cannot, there's, I mean, very I few ways a, to do I, it. Yeah, I did think there's a way. I think you you can airplay to the Apple TV what you're seeing. I thought I read that somewhere. <laughs> it is interesting to me that I'm uh, you demo the experience for you someone can else. Watch right? what I'm doing on the Apple TV. Well, but like, how do you demo that? If you're like, so your friend, a friend's like, oh, you know, you got a Vision Pro, I want to come over and see that. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it, it's a pain to do. Like, there's a guest mode and all that, but like, I also right. feel like there's some element of like, oh, check out this thing that I'm doing, which is cool. It's in some ways a very anti-viral device. Yeah. I, I and thought I there was something in a COVID sense. <laughs> I thought there's something really interesting though about how some of the screen captures of the device in action probably look cooler to watch on my Mac screen or my iOS device screen than it would on the Vision OS itself just from when they were showing like here's what the binoculars part looks like and here's the colors getting dimmer or whatever else like it's the the on the flip people moving their heads around and you watching the video from their head bobbling around is very annoying to watch if your head isn't bobbling you use it with theirs if you know what I mean because everybody who shared video of like they're enjoying various experiences on the screen. I found those videos like nauseating mm-hmm. in a different way because they're bouncing it on that. But I, I, I uh, but there's also the challenge of how do you share a 3D sure. stuff in a 2D yeah, yeah. format, right? Like no I think question. that's the yeah. big a big marketing challenge with the Vision Pro is like it's a 3D experience, but in order to like experience that, you need to like see it for yourself because there's just literally no way for me to tell you or display that to you. They've made yeah. a device where you're strapping iPads to your face. Where is the device where I'm strapping an Apple Watch to my face? That feels much more comfortable to me. That's why. Yeah. And on brand for the show. <laughs> Yes. I, was, I the uh i do think there is something still in like a social space like i don't know i i think about experiences like i know it hasn't super taken off but stuff like share play where it's like if you could have multiple mm-hmm. like people in a non-persona avatar form and be like <laughs> let's watch a movie together yeah, or right. something like from right. disparate places i think there's like, something interesting that certainly for gaming which is something that they've barely talked you know about what, then what they should have they, they should have the silhouettes down in the front row like uh, mr science theater <laughs> throwing yeah yeah That's exactly awesome. little robots um John, right, make that one app. thing i you'll make thousands <laughs> <laughs> well we'll discuss that later in the show yeah. uh for, <laughs> for one thing i think we can all agree on uh looking forward to a new like the next generation of this i say things gotta go right it yeah, looks i would it looks think. even it looks worse <laughs> than i thought it would like there was a moment where in the marketing stuff you're like okay it's weird but like you know i think they've tried really hard with this but like seeing the demo ones from the like you know the reviews i think it looks terrible yeah it it's, doesn't look like it's as bright as yeah i mean the, the marketing materials make them look a lot brighter and if, i and i think he mentioned it that it's brighter bright. it's brighter in real life a little bit brighter in real life but it's even, still not <sighs> I think enough. it's deliberately not that bright because they don't want you to see how weird it looks. Yeah, well, I think they're t- attempting to make it look like they don't want it to look like it's just your eyes, right? They want it to look like it's your eyes behind the goggles, right? So they're doing right because that looks quote unquote less weird, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> I think was, that was funny I when she went go. skiing. She's like, let's just gonna look like goggles. It'll be fine. <laughs> I am curious. 
how much cheaper will it be when they don't have to include that? <laughs> because like it clearly feels I don't like think it's probably, it's, an, yeah. it's, a, it's an OLED screen. Right. I mean, I mean I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a significant component, but I mean, I think the bigger and, component of the cameras. Yeah. Right. And the cameras have to be there to track your eyes anyway. Right. So that I get. Yeah. But it's a screen, right? And so yeah, it's an OLED. It's an OLED screen. Getting believe, rid of one extra display helps. Also, I yeah. have to say the way you shoot the photos of yourself to get your persona created to get your creepy persona that feels so janky i'm surprised they don't have you do it with your phone or something else like i, I well, watched I all those videos right? of people holding their vision displays out while like you can sort of hear it telling you what to do it, it felt 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 very weird to me i don't know yeah i i i'm interested to see what basically coming from this and the responses to this and again i'm sure apple's already got version two on the drawing board if not prototyping at this point um but i'm curious to know what has been their experiences to the point of them like what are the lessons learned that they're taking away from this Mm -hmm. to get to the next version um because it's gotta be something but by all accounts it's sold fairly well (laughs) 200 200, supposedly yeah a couple hundred thousand which is probably close to about as many as they can make or close to half i guess uh, about as many as they can make because it sounded like you're expecting around five hundred thousand or so this year so yeah because they can't I'm get, sure it will like, tail off but yeah i think the screen was the limiting the the internal screens were the limiting factor in it rough estimates have put that around a million and there's two in each one so people are suggesting around half a million units which they've sold almost half of that in the first you know week or so yeah um i haven't yet and bad. maybe i've just missed it but i haven't yet seen apple trumpeting any well, it's not out it's sales. not out yet well no 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 but reviews because sometimes oh, okay sometimes like the day well, a review comes <laughs> have out there been any that have been like <laughs> exactly long. i mean yeah the day a review comes out apple starts talking about hey look at these great yeah. reviews or <laughs> well, like a pull quote it'll be great yeah. i haven't seen yeah, a pull yet. quote for the verge is that it's like magic dot 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 you like, can do a lot by alighting stuff yeah. phil schiller has uh has posted on he's been, he's been quiet. some social network whenever there's a great review coming out, even from friends of ours. He's quoted their reviews, which is exciting. But here, he's he hasn't said anything in two days. <laughs> just, he's I'm just busy. Saying. He's got other stuff going on. Does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All that App Store stuff happened. With, yeah, well, that, that past, was what I was alluding to. Yeah, that's I, I picked up what Dan was throwing down. Oh, there you go. Man. Sorry, was that too? Did I? Should we just take all that out? No, it's good. Let's <laughs> oh, all no, let's gonna, all that, suit up and I'm dive into that, that conversation. Front. Wait a second. Before we suit up, you guys. <laughs> oh my God! What an incredible uh transition i just realized i could stumble nice. into totally coincidentally uh this episode of the rebound of course is brought to you by indochino uh whether i'm looking at you through a headset or not you look great when you're in a custom made to measure suit don't you just love when you find something that checks all your boxes like that perfectly made cup of coffee extra legroom on the plane or a suit that fits just right well you're in luck you can get the perfect fit for a suit by indochino their suits are made to measure and totally customizable with endless options, you can choose the cut, fabric, lining, and more to create the perfect suit at a surprisingly affordable price. You guys know this. Everybody listening knows that I wore an Indochino suit to Dan Warren's wedding. Dan wore an Indochino suit to Dan's wedding. And Moltz later got pants from Indochino. So everybody's part of the Indochino family at this show. And uh, you look good and you feel good wearing clothes that are made to measure your weird body. <laughs> With new colors, fabrics, <laughs> and outerwear styles, it's easy to create your next look. And you can choose the exact customizations you want from buttons and vents to pockets and lapels. You say how you want it, and that's how they'll build it. So you can get blazers, pants, skirts, outerwear, and more, all designed and made for you or your loved one. I did the measuring at home. Uh, Moltz 
and Dan, you both did the in-store experience, or mostly you did it no, at home? No, I did it. Uh, I did it. Mostly I did it at the house. Yep. And Dan, Dan left the house, which is crazy. And we all got custom clothes that we uh, enjoy wearing. Uh, plus, you only need ten minutes or fewer to set up your measurement profile and measure yourself from the comfort of your own home, or make an appointment at one Indochino's showrooms. Find your perfect fit with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the code Rebound to get ten percent off any purchase of three hundred ninety-nine dollars or more. That's ten percent off at Indochino.com with promo code Rebound. Our thanks to Indochino for sponsoring this show. And listen, Dan seems to be like a very happily married man. And I think Indochino gets at least a fraction of a percent of credit for that. <laughs> That's true. See? Yeah. I mean, if you showed up at your wedding and, the, you know, your spouse was dressed as a slob. Oh, yeah. Second thought. You want to wear off the rack to your wedding, Ugh. right? Gotta, Gross. <laughs> what kind of person are you? Shudder. Uh, you guys want to talk App Store? <laughs> Man, I th- I feel like Apple very carefully couched the release of this in between, like knowing <laughs> that the Vision Pro reviews were coming in a few days, and would people would be just too busy talking about that. Yeah, boy, um, oh boy. Yeah, so this is the DMA, uh, which is the Digital Market Tech, and the EU, which is going into effect in March, I believe. Um, and Apple released last week its proposals for how it's going to deal with the strictures imposed by this law, which essentially say Apple can't be the only person running an app store. They can't have... Trying to dial back their sort of monopolistic powers slash tendencies. Um there's a lot in here, and it's probably been covered way more in depth in other places than we're going to be able to do justice here. Uh, I highly recommend John Voorhees' story over at Mac Stories. John has a legal background and like dove into this, and I thought he did a really good take on it. Gruber's got a great piece, Daring Fireball, that I thought was very thorough and very interesting. <laughs> uh, and uh, I also heard Jason and Mike discussing on Upgrade this week, and they spent a lot of time discussing various aspects. But, you know, we, with all our... You know, we're, we're all lawyers. We're all lawyers here. Uh, so, we're... Well, let me ask you this. Instead of diving deep into the specifics right away, do you think, with what limited knowledge we have of both the law and EU law in particular, do you think the EU is going to look at this and say, yep, that works. You've covered what we're asking you to do. No. I think they're going to make them change some stuff, <laughs> yeah. but I think actually, I would guess a lot of this stands because they're adhering sort of to at least the you know, technical like aspects of what they're supposed to be doing but i think they will i think the eu will push back on a, on a few things i'm sure apple anticipates that i'm sure apple is opening with its strongest bid right saying if we get all of this awesome if we get 90 percent of this i don't even think to- apple is opening with the strongest bid i think apple has intentionally put things in that they know will get cut so they can say well if you're going to make us do this and this then at least we can still do this thing like i think it is uh, very transparent what do you think negotiating what employees? do you think is the the aspect that is most contentious in that way then like what do you what do you think is likely that they're okay with not having that's a good question i don't know <laughs> i i um, have I to imagine that, that technology apple, fee i mean i think that is the biggest question yeah. but the more i've heard people talking about it the more i think honestly that one doesn't surprise me as much i think they the answer is they may carve out some loopholes for it yeah but i think but something, Honestly, I think something not, needs to change. It's not there, crazy because it's a it's... licensing fee. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think that the concept of a fee violates the spirit or intention no. of the law. I think the way it's being assessed and how much people would have to pay, right. like they can't specifically go out of their way to say people who avail themselves of this new opportunity will be worse off. And it feels like they have done mm-hmm. explicitly that. They, it mm-hmm. feels like they have explicitly said, "Hey, if you tr- distribute your app somewhere else, you'll make less money." It doesn't yeah. have to be that way. Uh, they're choosing to make it that way, particularly with like free apps. It's <laughs> kind of insane. Well, that's yeah, and I again, that's I think one of the places where they might 
have to make a concession, which is to say, if you, we, we'll carve out a loophole for apps that are, you know, specifically designed to be always free and like never, you know, no in-app purchase, nothing. Because, I mean, I think their answer right now is, well, if you want to distribute a free app, just stay in the app, just stay with the existing terms, right? Like that is their answer. I'm I'm like 99% sure that if you ask them what happens, what about free apps? Like, will they be exempt for this? And they're like, no, if you want a free app, it doesn't matter. Just stick with the app store and like, you'll, you'll be great because you don't have to pay anything on that. Um, but you know, I think what's important to look, to take away from this is that I feel that this is very explicitly aimed at certain parties, right? This entire thing, the way they've constructed this targets large companies that distribute free apps and pay apple nothing and right. those companies are like meta spotify google. you know the, google right all of those are like and even google less slightly less so because we know google pays them a shit ton of money for right. other stuff yeah but i think meta especially is and and um and spotify are sort of the two where they're like we want these we want we want to pay you less and the answer is okay <laughs> but you're like you're not gonna like the way that it happens <laughs> um yeah. because it's targeted at the fact that like nothing kicks in till over a million at least on the if you're distributing in the app store mm-hmm. and the third-party marketplace thing i think is a, a little trickier yeah it's um, um it's i mean apple's being very clear about where they stand on this and i get it and also think apple's crazy like it's, it, I don't know. It's it's my least favorite aspect of Apple, right? And I don't have that many unfavorite aspects. I like a lot of what Apple does, but even if I don't want to buy it, but at some point, it's it's the same reason that I don't like billionaires, right? Like at some point, you're so obscenely wealthy that why why are we doing this? Like I get that they can be annoyed that Spotify's business is indebted to Apple and Apple doesn't get to make money off it, but like tough shit. <laughs> Like I can listen to music in my car and the automakers don't get to make money off the record labels. Like it's, it's silly to me that Apple feels that it is necessary for it to earn so much when Apple is so rich. And I get that they're saying, well, don't count our money. We're us. But like, I do count your money and it's ridiculous. I say it as an Apple shareholder, they don't need to make this much money. Yeah. I, I have mixed feelings about that, which is say, I agree with you on the one hand, but on the other hand, like, I don't cry a river for Spotify or Meta, which are easily raking in plenty of money too. Like, uh, to a certain extent, this is like, you know, it's the let them fight meme because it's like I don't, I don't give a shit about any of these com- like companies being able to make their money. They're all making a lot of money off us, <laughs> um, and so if they want to argue between themselves about who gets what share of it, like, I can't be bothered to care that much because. Again, I don't care if Spotify has to pay the money or not, or the Apple doesn't get their money from Spotify. These are both billion dollar, multi billion dollar companies, right? Like it's not, it's not the developers, the, the independent developers, or the small business developers that are getting hit with this. And that would be something I think I would feel more strongly about. Is those are the people who are like, you know, they're they're trying to figure out models, they're trying to push the envelope, they're trying to figure out what can we do and how do we get by and how do we make a living off this. Spotify is not worried about making a living, right? Like, well, I don't know. Spotify yeah. doesn't really make any money yet. Or most well, of the then that's their problem, right? That maybe they need to figure that's not Apple's problem in my mind. That's as Spotify has a bad business model if they haven't figured out how to make money off of it. But I mean, it's it's worse for Spotify if Spotify stops being available on iPhones, but it's not good for sure. Apple either. No, I agree with that. But like at the same time, they're not 
if they're not converting the money from the existing customers they already have, then that's entirely on them, right? They're not making, they're not paying Apple anything or at least very little. I, can, I don't think you can sign up for Spotify. Can you sign up for Spotify and Spotify app? If you do, I think it's the one where like they actually do charge different rates. Like they, they basically right. offset Apple's fee if you char- sign up in the app. Um, that's on them though, right? Like they, if they, they're not paying Apple now and they can't make money, then they can't point their finger at Apple and say, Apple's not letting us make money. That seems weird. It's, I mean, to me, part of what's weird is the sliding scale aspect of it, right? Like, um, in theory, if you rent space in the mall, they don't charge you a cut of what you sell your wares for, right? Like, that's your space. Mm. You do what you want with it. Apple wants the sliding scale, and if you make more money than Apple should make more money, which I get from Apple's perspective. I understand wanting more money. More money is better than less money for most people and companies. But Do you know just, if that's, do you know know, if that's true, that they don't charge you a cut of what you sell in the mall? Because I don't, I don't, I don't know it's, that. It's definitely um, true in and, strip mall real estate. I don't know about in in. And I you will, know, and I will say that you know, I've got a friend who works at the farmers market, and he definitely gives a cut of what he makes at the farmers market to the the group that runs the farmers market. Apple's just farmers. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> They're just letting you sell your bespoke handmade apps. There's yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a we used to I used to work in financial services, and we used an application that um, basically you know was like money management thing um and so we had we had this this crazy ridiculous app that was made by this very small company in new jersey that was mostly one guy doing this coding and and then and then it, i think then it got acquired or something you know, like an aqua hire or something like that so then it start be, started becoming quote more professional unquote and they moved their their business model to one from you know you charge for the, the you know you get charged a great big fee for for purchasing this application to one where you get charged a fee for it but you also then get charged for the assets under management that you run through this thing mm-hmm. so it's like it's like if microsoft started charging you if when you used bigger numbers in excel <laughs> <laughs> and listen, and i was pers- i was always just like i mean you know, in a way, I think it kind of, you know, as someone who thinks that many times in this this country, big companies get too big and don't, you know, don't pay their fair share of taxes and other things. Maybe it is a good thing if they get nickeled and dimed in this way. But it also seemed kind of crazy to me because right. well, like, I mean, when Apple's doing the nickel and dime, it makes it weird. Make how big the numbers are that we're running through this thing, right? Now, the only like percentage rent to to the, my mall comparison is a real thing, right? There, there are definitely malls where they can charge you and say we're like your friend with the farmers market uh, stand, but like they can be capped. They can have negotiated percentages, and bigger companies can get that percentage down more because they're giving more money to the thing, or even attracting more people to that mall. Like it's negotiable. Where Apple wants it to be very black and white, uh, and I don't know. It, it, well, it, it, until they don't, right? They have right. negotiated separate terms with some companies under the aegis of other programs. Like they create these programs. It's like if you qualify for this program, and guess what? Only like two two companies. Qualify you must for rhyme with Schmoogle. right? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like at the same time, I mean, you know, you, you go go into a store and you buy something out of the store, and the store is making its money on that product, right? They're marking it up in some way. What generally? <laughs> yeah, this is news. Um, <laughs> But like, you know, there is there is a fee or at least a cut that otherwise the store isn't going to make enough money to cover its overhead, right? So the question is, is Apple's overhead something that needs to be covered by these these, these sales? Um, you know, there is there's not 
you know, there's not a negligible cost in, say, building APIs and building tools to do this stuff, right? There is some degree of overhead that they have invested into this platform. I mean, you could argue they've made a lot of that back over the last 15 years, certainly. Um, but yeah, I, in some ways, it feels more like the original days of the computer were more of an aberration given the existing business models where you could just like write an app and have it distributed and take all the money and you're yeah. good to go. Um, and that was in part because they wanted to drive adoption of the platform. So like if Apple had been charging license fees back in 1985 for shareware, I presume that that platform would have grown a lot slower, right? Or right. Windows mm-hmm. had tried that same print, same thing. But, you know, there were barriers to entry then, right? You needed the, the software to be able to do it. And a lot of times those were expensive pieces of software. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what's fair. I mean, and that is part of what the EU is trying to decide here. Um, I'm not sure, you know, the EU obviously has its own biases and priorities and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm not trying to say that Apple is totally justified in everything it's doing. Just that I, I think that understand. is what you're saying, Dan. No, I don't. I don't actually think that's what you're saying. <laughs> I, I understand what they're trying to do here. And I don't necessarily agree with the feelings behind it. <laughs> uh, but I can understand why they believe themselves to be entitled to some cut. Um, I agree. I think it would be better if they were just honestly, what they should have done, I feel like is just lower the cut across the board, right? They should have mm-hmm. come and was like, you know what? We're only going to charge people 10%. You know how many people would have been happy about that and just been like, great, we'll stay in the app store. It's not a problem. Yeah. Um, I, but I, and I think that they've thought through a lot of the other stuff they're doing in order to try and provide these alternatives, but they are also making them so labyrinthine that I think very few, you'll see very few alternative marketplaces is my guess. I'm I'm really curious to see how it shakes out. Yeah. Um, I also we didn't talk about this part, although plenty have over the past week since it came out. But the way Apple wrote its I don't even know if you call it a press release, but the way Apple wrote its <laughs> release about its uh, alleged compliance was um, hilarious to me. That nobody at any point could say, "Hey, let's not," or I guess they could say it, but be overruled. <laughs> hey, let's not sound like uh, petty, grumpy children in this document. Let's not just whine like little babies throughout this document. You know, it's and they keep doing so. The funny part about that was I made fun of that and like I got so much pushback from the Apple stands like so many people like being like but they're right and like this is totally going to ruin the platform so the vast majority of responses I got were people who said this is essentially a disaster because it's going to open the platform to security holes and malware and but part like, of that is people not replying just to say plus one <laughs> right we don't have a lot of sure AOL but those are the vocal it's the vocal responses yes. at least they may be in a vocal minority um but i don't you know and i i wonder about that too because i think you know the tendency for our community to talk about this is very much a developer centric view i think um because we all know mm-hmm. developers and we've yeah. you know like spent a lot of time working with them some and we of my understand. best friends are developers <laughs> is that true? or you like Not developers true. name three <laughs> <laughs> i like their earlier work i like their <laughs> mac os work um but like I, I'm curious to know what the upshot is for users because my I hesitate to say that most users will go outside the App Store. I think most users will probably stick to the App Store. Oh, I think I if say, Microsoft think so or Facebook creates, I think if giant companies that they trust make App Stores, they'll go there too. Like it, the question is, do do those companies want to be in that business? Because you can't just open the Microsoft App Store and have it be Microsoft apps. That's against yeah. the rules. Yeah. So. 
does that does Microsoft want to go through the, the like having to run its store, expand its store to iOS? I don't know. Is that I also kind of wonder if that part will be upheld. Like right now, that's Apple's policy. If you're going to make a store, it can't just be your stuff. It's a little weird. I get why Apple wants it to be that way, but I don't know if the EU is going to want it to be that way. Well, they're saying it's competition, right? I mean, it's like Apple's like, it's not just our stuff in the yeah. in the App Store. Yeah, like I, I again, I, I see where you're coming from, but I feel like I understand what I they're, understand where they're coming take, from. That one, but too. I just, I don't know if like the EU is totally impenetrable. We have no idea what they'll say, but I could very easily say them saying, nope, that that is more stringent than we're asking you to be. Like we're, we're the antitrust people. I thought that was, I thought that was specified. I thought that was specified within the the DMA because I thought they essentially said you have to take submissions. It but doesn't seem like yeah. I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna ding Apple for setting something up that's monopolistic, you can't just yeah, say you're just making. We, we need, you to, we need yeah. you to add these other monopolies to make it better. <laughs> Sub monopolies, please. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I don't see that being overturned. I think is my assessment, but I don't know. You could be right. Yeah. yeah um, we'll see. I don't know. Who I mean, like established, we are all international lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, I mean, I did love as several people pointed out. Tim Sweeney immediately was like, "This is." He literally <laughs> well, said, "This is on. hot garbage." It's like, but of course, of course, he yeah. did. But at the same time, Epic was like, "We will 100 percent be there on day one," which I think is hilarious. <laughs> But like it's a good model He's for them. Never gonna they like anything. Sell... Oh yeah, no, no, that's that's a given. But like, I mean, that guy orders a sandwich and is immediately disappointed. Well, only if it has apples on it. Um, if you have the, to take what, what kind of sandwich like, has apples on it, Dan? Well, so like Apple has. You this... never had like a turkey brie and apple sandwich? We got one down the block. Here. I'm oh, still God. struggling with how it works that it. these stores have to vet that any other store would have to allow apps that aren't just its own because Apple can have its own. Um, policy about what it does and doesn't accept into its store so what if my policy is you have to is so draconian that only my own apps oh yeah can I, appear? I think then the question is does the dm agent then basically ding those guys because like right. you're a gatekeeper and now you're all letting you're not letting anybody in because your rubric is regulations all the way down too strong yeah essentially i mean this could just be the entirely the eu opening more and more cans of worms till they're just covered yeah, in yeah. worms <laughs> they're just knee deep in worms worms all the way down yeah you know speaking um, of worms uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait to see where this is going. Do we I know where time, it's going. Do we have time yeah. to let our listeners worm their way into the episode with some questions? Hey. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. I, I feel like we could go on and on and on. But yes, yeah. let's do some questions. Yeah. Uh, listen, Apple is charging us by the minute to host this podcast. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> fifty cents per and, listener. And we didn't even get to the Icon Factory's uh, Kickstarter yet, but we'll get there. Um, so, Rebound Prime is where you can get bonus episodes. You can get bootlegs. You can join our Discord. You can listen live while recording. You can submit questions that we answer on this podcast. To learn more, go to Prime cast.com new members sign up every week and we're grateful so thank you you should be like those people if you haven't yet but you have to stop submitting more questions while we're recording and yes you know who i'm talking to uh listener dns asks what's the chance that rather than being a dedicated camera interface this rumored new button for iphones is a summon siri slash apple ai button smart analysts increasingly seem to believe that interacting with ai will replace traditional interfaces so maybe this is apple's plays in this area smart analysts weren't available so i'm asking you three cheers (laughs) rude ding <laughs> uh i think that any dedicated button will be customizable i, don't, I think if they're gonna launch new i mean buttons, the side button already got a siri yeah exactly. that's, that was my point yeah. like i you already can use that button to hold the side button and right. launch the siri i don't know i don't yeah maybe. and i would but i would think it's going to be customizable too but you know I also so three think to three things that apple wants you to do <laughs> yes yes yeah part of me is surprised you can't do that with the action button already i guess yeah but yeah. They've already got a yeah. button for it. They're, yeah, they've already got a button for it. I don't know. It have to be it have to be super compelling as to why that's the case. Listener ZM Knox asks, Are you gonna move to Europe now? <laughs> no? No. 
No, I they won't. They so. won't have me. Ask me again no. after November, and I might have <laughs> yeah, a different answer. I would have moved a long yeah, time not, ago. Not for this reason. Let's yeah. put it that yeah, way. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Kelly F says, "Long live micro kernels, monolithic kernels." What's a effing kernel? I don't know if I know the context of this question. <laughs> I'm not sure I get it either, but um, I mean, I know the... what a micro kernel is, but I'm not really sure what the question. is. Mm-hmm. Was there a question mark there? We used to ding people for no question there, marks. There are question marks. Okay. Um, All over the place. I like popcorn. Mm. <laughs> question oh, mark? Oh, man, I love popcorn. But, I, no, I, I saw this yeah, question I like and I immediately popcorn. panicked. The kernel you could call Sanders? it a, uh, a kernel panic. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> I think that's all the answer we have. Uh, <laughs> listener Sarva <laughs> says... Resubmit. Well, how do you pronounce E-U-L-A? I say Oila. But I've heard EULA as well. Related, Eula. what acronyms do you think are the most fun to say? It's definitely EULA, right, Dan? It's Make definitely EULA. Okay. I, 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 is that like, well. is that how you pronounce, wow, the mathematician, is that how you pronounce his name? Isn't it like Euler or something? What? Euclid? E-U-L-E-R. <laughs> what? Who? I've always said Euler, but I thought Bueller? it was pronounced differently. I don't know. I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's pronounced Euler in, in German. So I wonder oh, if that's What's that? Nothing. Houston Oilers. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I was going Edmonton Oilers, but I don't know. Um, uh, <clears throat> the funnest one to say? Um, snafu. Mm. I, saw, I was going to go say Snafu. Snafu's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, was trying to think of, I was trying to think of a ridiculous thing that's not actually pronounced as an acronym. Like, oh, Biob. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, my favorite, Biob? at least initialism, is the one that we have to reference all the time on the show about I am not a lawyer. That one's a pretty fun acronym. So. <laughs> I bet your favorite That's planet is Uranus, favorite, too. Sure. It's yeah. not. Um, Team Earth all the way. <laughs> Mahir asks, uh, uh, soon-to-be Apple Vision Pro owner Mahir asks, where does the iPad fit in the life of someone who gets the Apple Vision Pro? Let's view both as primarily content consumption devices for a moment. I don't, you strap the iPad right over the Apple Vision Pro. You, you use the iPad when you want to have 10 hours of battery life. <laughs> it's what you set the Apple oh. Vision Pro down on. <laughs> I can tell you where it's not going to fit, and that's in your backpack. Hey, oh, boom. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I mean, that's a good question. I'd, I, I wouldn't venture a guess, right? I mean, I think they definitely answer. have different use cases, though. I mean, you don't, like, if you're sitting in bed, you don't, you, I think some of these hand gestures, <laughs> I think they noted, don't work so great in that kind of situation. So see. you're probably going to want easy, another device. Easy answer is like, when I travel with my family and my wife and yeah. I want to sit up and watch TV, we watch on the iPad. Yep. That's not going to change anytime soon. I did love whoever posted the image that I sent you guys with the uh, walking into the bedroom and seeing the glowing, glowing eyes looking at you. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh Yitz has a trio of questions today. Here's the first. I keep hearing on various podcasts how advertising is drying up. Is the podcast industry as a whole contracting or just ad revenue is consolidating towards larger networks, celebrity-backed podcasts, and user-tracking podcast platforms? Lex, oh boy, take there's, it away. <laughs> there are some facts not in evidence in that question, Yitz. But so I would say that podcast ad buyers are getting choosier because there's so much supply right there are so many shows there's so many places they can buy as that they'd rather um lazily and i don't mean that pejoratively but they'd rather lazily say hey if i can write three ios and buy ads from three networks spotify sirius xm and amazon let's say then i don't have to bother with some of the smaller ones because i can get all the ads i need or all the impressions i need from just a handful of networks and reach bigger shows on the flip side uh, like just this week, Wondery lost Smartless, which is one of the most successful and lucrative podcasts in the world. Uh, they reportedly had done a 70 to $80 million year for the show three years ago. And now reportedly SiriusXM did a deal for $100 million for the next three years of the show. Uh, 
to me, knowing that like Wondery, which I know pretty well, has said goodbye to My Favorite Murder and said goodbye to Smartless and a couple other big host-driven shows, it suggests that at least their strategy is moving away from host-read ads and focusing more on run-of-network ads and pre-produced spots that are listener-targeted. And I think you're referring to that as user tracking platforms, which it's not really tracking the users because they don't know who the users are since all they get is user agents and IP addresses versus like device ID or anything more trackable. But I don't know. I, I don't know that I think the podcast industry is contracting i think it's basically like everything else where there's a handful of youtubers that make real money uh there's a whole lot of people who want to be successful youtubers and most aren't successful youtubers there's a whole lot of people who wanted to make blogs and like you get gruber and kotke and huffpo i don't know and a handful of others who make real money doing blogs and i think the same thing is kind of happening in podcasting where uh the bigger ones are the ones that are most attractive to advertisers and people with money yeah <laughs> I was going to uh, say that. Well, I mean, like, you know, it's always been a thing where it's like people 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 assume they're going to win the lottery, right? They assume I'll start a podcast and make a million dollars. I start I make an app, I make a million dollars, right? Like and it was never that's never been the way, but people always think that they're the they're the exception or whatever. And it's like yeah, I think the industry has struggled a little bit with like you can make we make okay money from this, but we don't none of us make live on this money from this podcast. So no. We appreciate our members because they help us at least, if nothing else, get through the lean times when we don't have very many ads. So diversification. Yeah. It's also wants to know if any of us have experimented with creating any GPTs. I have not. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, no. not, not I, that's for sure. Nope. Uh, listener Josh asks, what is your most anticipated movie for this year? That's a great question. Yeah. I don't even know. I used to be really tapped into this, and I feel like I have no idea what's coming out this year. I think I can name two movies that are coming out this year. Uh, this is the second half of the Spider-Verse coming out? No. I don't Not think this so. year? I don't think so. It's coming I think it's out. coming out next year. Is it? I mean, it got, maybe it got yeah. delayed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I figured yeah, Dan was going to say Dune Part 2. That was my guess. That is... That is probably that was one of the two I could name. The other one was Deadpool 3. I think oh, Inside Deadpool, Out 2 yeah, is I'll coming out Deadpool too. 3. Um, so those are three movies I'm looking forward to. I think Dune Dune 2, I, Deadpool 3, and Inside Out 2. Not a movie, but the trailer that I saw for what is it, Mr. and Mrs. Jones? Is that what it's for? Smith? Smith. Smith. Yeah. Um with uh Donald Glover. Um Yeah, I've been following looks the development of that one. That looks pretty great. I'm gonna. It is unbelievable to me that I, I may be the one with the, the most answers here. The two that oh, I'm most excited about are If, and uh, directed by Dan's old high school friend John That's Krasinski, right. and uh, <laughs> I think it stars Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds. Um, and then uh, Inside Out Two. Uh, Inside Out One is my favorite oh. Pixar movie. I'm sure Inside <laughs> I Out Two. That that twi- I said Inside Out Two twice. Right, right? No, I know, but I'm saying like th- that's the other one. The Revenge of Bongo. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> Bing bong, whatever his name is. <laughs> I forgot about him, see? The, the other one that I am intrigued by, but am mostly preparing to be disappointed by, is uh, the Beetlejuice sequel. Oh. Yeah. I, I've only seen the first movie once, and it was with Lex. <laughs> and I have no attachment it's so, to that whatsoever. Oh, I have a lot of attachment to that movie. It's so good. It, it seems like, yeah, anything is going to be a letdown. Uh, a handful more questions. Dustin says, please help me get back to the live stream. My boss has scheduled weekly one-on-one meetings for 2 p.m. Eastern. This happened about two months ago, so my opportunity to have a no-questions-asked reschedule seems to have passed. Without lying or revealing my true motivations, what pretext should I use to change this meeting time? <laughs> Without oh, lying? That's a good question. I think I would, uh, if you I'm don't want to lie, I think I would literally just start with, hey, I, I have another standing obligation to 2 p.m. Easterns on, on Tuesdays. Would it be possible to move this? And if they ask, what is it? Yeah, yeah, that's cares? not a lie. I have a meeting with three other people. 
You and, quit your job. Um, we discuss important technological issues. <laughs> uh, by it's your boss, in which and, important technological issues will be discussed. Um, or uh, um, it's an educational experience. I learn a lot about what is going on in the world of technology. <laughs> so I couldn't even get through that with a straight face. And you can listen to dogs bark. Uh, that's yeah, what they, we never that's how they refer to us. Listener <laughs> Bridge uh, asks, I've read about the Apple Podcast app updates that include more chapter information, show art via RSS feed, among other changes. Do you think Apple is catching up with other indie podcast apps or taking more of a lead role in the expanding podcast market with YouTube jumping into the fray? Well, it's, I mean, catching up with other indie podcast apps in terms of features? Sure. It yeah. is a far yeah. bigger app than any of those indie podcast apps, so I don't think they really need to catch up with them in the sense of like, oh no, we're losing market share. No, but it's the same. Play. Yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. but uh, the, sure. you know, those those other apps introduce features before Apple does. The biggest Apple sure. leapfrogging Apple that Apple can drag its feet. Right. The biggest innovation, let's say, that Apple shared is the automatic transcriptions, and you can follow along with those transcriptions, and it works just like lyrics. That's very new, and I think that's a good feature and a big deal. It also, although it got a lot of reporting, it is what YouTube does kind of out of the box. <laughs> Because YouTube can provide automatic captions, um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I'll be uh, interested to see what the relative qualities are because I definitely have struggled with YouTube yeah. automatic captions at times. And also, I you know I understand YouTube is a podcast mm, like it really is market, but I'm baffled by it. Also, <laughs> as a podcast thing, I would I would like a listener to screenshot Apple's transcription of the following. I'm just curious how to transcribe that. Don't steal my line. And then finally, that's my suggested title, by the way. And finally, <laughs> listener Yitz asks, what if Microsoft or Facebook opened a competing app store where they said they would cover the 50 cent fee for the second million installs or something like that? Could happen. I mean, I, I, well, I'm not sure I don't why think they, they would do that. <laughs> they would need to, yeah, they would need to have a very good case. <laughs> that reminds what, me, that reminds me of the, the, uh, the story that um, when the iPod was, you know, taking off and microsoft was working on the zune and people were saying that microsoft was going to just pay the licensing fee for you to port all your songs over to to the zune like they were just gonna because microsoft has so much money they were just gonna dump it on that and say here you go you got all your music um and of course that did not happen because microsoft was not just going to give away money in order to get people well, to yeah, use the it, zune it's a question of returns right if they feel like there is something for them to be gained, like they can make more money by doing this, then yeah, they'll do it. That's what it always comes down to. Can we make our money back and profit, right? If they can, make, if they can cover all those costs and make a profit, absolutely. But I think it's unlikely that they'll be able to do that yeah. because why? Like why would, what is going to draw people to the Microsoft or Facebook store? Like are you just, I don't think better terms for developers is enough to do it. Like, or at least I should say, these terms are not so much better <laughs> that it's going to do it. People have to be very committed to the idea of like, I just want to not distribute my stuff in the app store. And it's really tough to define yourself by a negative. I mean, look at Epic. That is literally what they've tried to do to a certain extent is define themselves as like, we're the people who are not in the app store. Um, I also have to imagine who are angry about it. That the fact that this is limited to the EU also severely dampens the enthusiasm from some giant companies to support it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you got to go out of your way, right? Yeah. You got to do a whole separate go thing to for the That's EU. That's really to Europe. Oh. From Redmond? Come on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacre bleu. <laughs> what?